The Holistic Counseling Podcast is part of the practice of the Practice Network, a network of podcasts seeking to help you market and grow your business and yourself. To hear other podcasts like Behind the Bite, Full of Shift, and Impact Driven Leader, go to www.practiceofthepractice.com forward slash network. Welcome to the Holistic Counseling Podcast, where you discover diverse wellness modalities, advice on growing your integrative practice, and grow confidence in being your unique self. I'm your host, Chris McDonald. I'm so glad you're here for the journey. Hey there. Before we get to today's episode, I just wanted to forewarn you that the sound quality is not the best for this episode. I apologize, but apparently what happened was when I was recording, it went to my laptop mic, which is not high quality and not to my regular podcasting microphone. So beware that when you tune in, it's not the best quality on my end. Now, Michelle sounds great. Hers was sounding very well, but on my end, it's not the best. And I really do strive for high quality sound on this podcast, but I didn't want to give up this episode on energy art with Michelle Lundstrom. So I think you'll really love the content in here. So I hope you'll bear with me and still tune in. And as always, shoot me a line. Let me know what you think of this episode at chris at holisticcounselingpodcast.com. And here is Energy Art with Michelle Lundstrom. Welcome to today's episode of the Holistic Counseling Podcast. I'm your host, Chris McDonald. I am so happy and excited to bring back a former guest, Michelle Lundstrom. Back in episode 43, Michelle gave some amazing facts about what are energy cords and how can you use them. Such invaluable information for all counselors and therapists in the field. And after her fabulous episode, I knew I had to have her back on the show. If you haven't heard that one yet, I highly encourage you to go back and listen. Michelle is a licensed mental health counselor in private practice, an intuitive empath, and energy artist. She specializes in working with empaths. She is also trained as an empath coach, intuitive reader, energy healer with lightning medicine, shamanic practitioner, advanced chakrati. Did I say that right? I always forget that, Michelle. Yes, Socrates. <laughs> yes, I got it right. Practitioner, if you don't want that, is we do address that in episode 43. And Master, welcome back to the podcast, Michelle. Thank you so much for having me back, Chris. Yeah, this is great. I know uh, we talked a lot <laughs> in between recording, too, last time. And uh, I was so interested in your energy art, which brings us to today's episode. This is so cool. Yes. Yes, I I love energy. One quote that I love is by Nikola Tesla, and it's, if you want to understand the secrets of the universe, think in terms of frequency, energy, and vibrations. Ooh, I like that. That's great. Great place to start. But before we dive in, was there anything else you could share about what you're doing right now in your practice? Uh, You know, I keep getting coaches telling me that I need to pick one thing, and I just can't. (laughs) they tell you they tell you to pick one thing yeah kind of that that advice right of focus on one thing and like have that be your niche and it doesn't fit me so like being the most authentic expression of who I am is really doing the intuitive work also doing the therapy work and also doing the energy art and the energy healing and so well who says you gotta pick one you know (laughs) Exactly. Exactly. Which is part of my message, right? Like find the most authentic expression of yourself and go with that. (laughs) If I think even for myself, because I could just focus on yoga and nothing else, but I like to learn other things and meditations and breath work and 
absolutely you know brain spotting and so i I don't see there's anything because to me that's even more holistic energetic energetic stuff and being a wide, having a wide berth of things makes you more holistic i think Yes. And I think that for holistic counseling too, like we really need to have all of these different modalities because it's not a one size fits all kind of thing. That's so true. Yeah. So that makes it really geared towards people and and who are so unique and different. Absolutely. Yeah. I say go for what you have, you know? Absolutely. Yes. And art can be so powerful when we're trying to calm our nervous system. Right. And we're, um, you know, which is kind of how I got started in art in my adult life was because I wasn't able to get to a place of doing meditation or journaling. I needed something else to do because my nervous system was just too amped up. Yeah, exactly. Something to kind of settle it down, I'm sure. Yeah. So what was, I know one thing we didn't talk about, speaking of energy, um, you mentioned you were struck by lightning. Yes. Um, (laughs) I don't think I've ever talked to anyone who ever was. And you said you use the lightning energy as part of your healing. Can you talk more about that? Yeah. I So I was struck by lightning. I was actually struck indoors. It came through a window. Um, it, it I hit didn't know tra- that could happen. Yes. Apparently it can. So it kind of, there was a there was actually a, a gap between the glass and the and the metal that formed where I so I figured out kind of where it came through and the lightning hit me in three places in my back and I was knocked unconscious and I had heart problems and I even called 911 um, but they came for the fire and no one came for me so I had to call oh, my husband oh my and God get to the emergency room and it was a kind of a whole ordeal. And as my body healed, I started to recognize that when I was doing, cause I'm also a Reiki master, but when I was running energy, the energy coming out of the right side of my body was different than Reiki. And what I've come to realize is the, the gift from the not so great experience was I now am a carrier of this lightning medicine and it, and it comes through me and it's incredibly powerful for, I don't like Drano or analogy, but people have told me it's like um, energetic Drano. It just kind of clears all their channels and all their pathways. And um, it's, it's, it's amazing. And I feel very honored to be a carrier of this. This is so unique because I've never heard this from any kind of energy healing. And I've talked to a lot of people, interviewed people, met people along the way who do Reiki, which is the most common. Yes. Light, lightning energy. I mean, that's, you got a unique take on that for sure. I do. And of course, being that authentic expression of myself, I then infuse that energy into the crystals, like when I'm making organite and um, bring that into kind of all areas because I, I don't have to actually physically touch the person. So I'm even able to do that sometimes with therapy clients where I just kind of hold my hand over over their hand and run that energy that way. Is that what you do with the art things that you make to just put your hand over it? Well, with the organite, I'll actually hold the crystals in my hand and um, really be intentional about running that energy into the crystals. Very cool. Yeah. I've heard people doing that before and infusing energy into even meditations like Reiki. Yes, absolutely. I I didn't know that was possible. Yeah, when I do guided meditations or, or guided imageries, I'll I'll be running that energy, and people have told me they feel it in the recordings. 
I know I've done some meditations for pain management, and I will tell you that some that said, said they have infused it with energy, it really does help. Mm-hmm. Brings it to a whole other level. It does. Absolutely. So let's backtrack a minute and go back to energy art because I'm sure a lot of listeners don't know what that is, and I wasn't sure either. <laughs> So what is energy art? Well, energy art, I can speak for myself. So to me, it's um, not just about creating a piece of art. It's about creating a piece of art that is infused with frequency, energy, and vibration, whether that's from looking at a visual painting. A lot of my, my paintings, I think you saw the one behind me where there's a lot of colors flowing. It's, you know, painting things that I've seen in meditations or, um, the organite then becomes a very healing um, energy based on the the crystals get compacted in the resin and there's metals in there too. And there's a whole science of kind of what goes into that to create energy. And organ energy is also known as life force energy or prana or chi or ether. And so it brings that energy up and helps clear energy blockages in the body and, and all kinds of other wonderful benefits. So how do you create the art? Cause I know it's a little different than the organite. So my, in my paintings and that kind of art, um, I'm in a meditative space when I do that. And so a lot of time I'm not thinking about what I'm going to create. Uh, I may have an image in my mind as I go into it, but it's a very kind of like the runner's high, right? I go into that space that and just paint or um, if I'm really needing to maybe let go, I'll work with alcohol inks or watercolors because we can't control those as much. And it helps to just kind of get in that space of of letting go. And can you share one of your links to where you have some of the art if anybody wants to look it up while they're listening? <laughs> Yes, I have Lenstrom Creations on either Facebook okay. or Instagram. You can you can find me and see um, a whole variety of artwork that I've created. That's kind of the limitation, right, with just audio when we're talking about art. <laughs> yes, <laughs> if you're not looking at it, but yeah, it does help to look at if you're if you're able to if you're not driving um, and you're able to access on your phone or laptop. Go ahead, check it out, and it'll give you a better idea what we're talking about too. Yes, absolutely. And I love the paintings you've done. It's just beautiful. I, I wonder, do, do you use like, is it intuitive kind of painting too? Yeah, they're very intuitive. Um, they're, it's a lot of times it's just kind of painting what comes through. Again, I'm in kind of a trance state or I'll listen to a music and I'll create what I feel like the song uh, represents for me. So I'll play a song kind of on a loop as I'm creating something, if I'm wanting to capture a certain energy or, you know, weaving in color therapy. You know, I didn't go to art school, so I don't really know all the rules. And so sometimes I end up completely breaking them, but it creates something absolutely Those rules beautiful. are meant to be broken. They are, yes, which is, which is basically what makes art therapeutic, right? When you're not trying to create something very specific for a sale. It's, I'm creating this from my heart and the energy and the meditation and all of it kind of comes together and creates whatever is, is meant to kind of be manifested into this reality. I'm so glad you said that because I think people get too caught up, especially adults. So kids are different with art. They'll just go, but 
when you're an adult, a lot of times it's like, well, if it doesn't turn out right, then I don't want to even try it. But you're saying it's more about what's in your heart, what's what's part of the process of just doing it. Yeah, it's the process. It's the experience. It's the so experience. therapeutic. Yeah. And it doesn't matter if it's not beautiful or if you don't like it. You, you Sometimes I'll th- throw a piece in a corner and then a year later I'll pick it up and I'll start adding to it and it'll become a piece that I now love. So, I mean, you just, you never know, but most of my canvases are painted over three or four times until it becomes something that I want to hang on my wall or something I want to offer up for someone else to buy. That's almost like transformational too, if it keeps changing, changing as you change. Yeah. Yeah. And it adds to the energy too, right? All those layers of what might be underneath it. (laughs) What kind of paints do you use? Uh, I use a variety. Mostly I use acrylics. Um, I really like acrylic. They dry thoroughly and I can coat them with resin, which um, where oils, you can't do that. So I'm, I'm a big fan of acrylics. I love flow art. Again, another art form that you can't entirely control. And I, and I like that abstract uh, letting go of, of the control of what it's supposed to look like. Like with um, alcohol, I know you mentioned alcohol inks and watercolors. So you use those as well? I use those as well, yeah. Especially if I'm not trying to create anything specific and I'm just kind of doing a meditative um, art that I just want to do something quick and I don't want to get out all my supplies. Alcohol ink is a great thing. I can just do it at my kitchen table. I don't need my art studio for. Same thing with watercolors. It's just, it's easy and it's easy to clean up. And Yeah, I love alcohol ink. If you've never tried it before, I highly recommend. It's just so fun too. Oh, it's so fun. And you can create such beautiful things on accident. Yeah. And you never know what's gonna what it's going to look like. <laughs> no, you never know. And it's fun to do with a child as well. I mean, a lot of times yeah. they'll pick colors you would have never thought would go together or they'll want to like play with you and they'll make a piece that you made into something really beautiful as they, they embellish it from their childlike perspective. I know you mentioned the organite. Can you share what that is? Because a lot of people may not know what that is and, and how, how it's helpful, the chargers. Yeah. or So organite was uh, first, I guess, conceived by uh, William Reich in the 40s. And his he basically created an organ chamber, which was made out of wood and like wools. And uh, basically his idea was we can trap this energy and it can help people to heal. So um, it's kind of come, other people have taken that technology and taken his teachings and his science and his research. And we no longer use uh, wool, but we use resins, which um, it's a chemical process. It's a two-part process where you you mix it together and then it it flash heats and, and cures. And what that does is when you have crystals in there and metals in there and different Uh, metal and crystal powders. Um, It compacts that energy super tight. And so we all know that crystals vibrate. And so you get the crystal that's vibrating and it's now compacted in that resin and it's releasing this energy. And so the um, I make a lot of the the water chargers for uh, that energy to come up and, and charge a glass of water or I make pyramids that people like to hold and meditate with and I have them literally everywhere in my life. I put them in my refrigerator. It makes my fruits and vegetables last longer. Oh, good idea. Yeah. Keep them 
my computer, my TV, by my Wi-Fi, by my bed. All my reject priests go under my mattress. <laughs> <laughs> you have them all over, huh? Yes. Yes. And if you're able to check those out while you're listening to this too, I highly recommend it. They're just beautiful. She was, I was fortunate enough to get some from her. She sent me a couple and, and it, it's just such artwork too, to see all the colors and shapes. And, and if you're sensitive to it, like I hold on to this, I can feel energy in it. Just like when I hold a, certain crystals, I feel it more than others. But yeah, I can really just feel the sensation from that, that tingly, you know. Yeah. Which has been my mission too. I, I'm both a scientist and an artist, right? So I, have done a lot of research into the the science behind Organite and making real genuine organ, um, which there's a lot of Organite out there. It's real, but it's not very strong. And so I like to make ones that do have a, a strong positive energy or even a gentle positive energy, um, but that is is grounded in science. That if you do, I, I call it the freezer test where you put a... Um, you know, you freeze a glass of water and see what it looks like. And then you freeze a glass of water on the charger in your freezer and you can see the um, the way the water freezes. You can see that energy and it's a way to, to look at it. And I like to combine then not just the science base, but also bring the art in and make them as beautiful as I possibly can. You know, you mentioned the science. So what does science say about this, that it it is helpful then? Yeah, we can see, we can see like with, when you freeze it, we can, we can actually visually see that there is energy being released from, from this, just like you could with any crystal. But when you compact the crystal and you then do the other things as well, um, you know, because of the FDA, we can't make specific claims. However, we can say that people have reported improved sleep, um, Clearly, my fruits and vegetables last longer. So definitely a lot of experiential evidence as well. Yeah, I snuck one on my husband's desk too. And I, <laughs> I know you mentioned the, well, what did you say? The, I forgot what you said. It's good next to your computers and other options. Yeah, protecting us from those EMF, those electromagnetic frequencies. I even did a, um, I have a little EMF detector and um, Interesting. I was, I was using it and I, I checked the TV beforehand and then I put a pyramid right in front of the TV and then I put the EMF detector in the same place and the reading was significantly lower. So there's another way we can use science and scientific uh, measuring tools to see that there there is a significant benefit and a real benefit to this. And to me, the evidence can be in how you feel and if yeah. you visually see like your fruits and vegetables lasting longer and that kind of thing. Yes. So yeah. I know we, we talked about energy cords last time you were here and sometimes that negative energy that can attach from clients. I, I guess, would these be helpful to you as self-care for therapists to have? Absolutely. Yeah. Yes. I think, you know, charging your water on a, on a charger and, and drinking that, um, it's going to boost, it, it increases and aids in the hydration of body cells, which is going to make you feel more fresh and restored. Um, you know, holding that while you kind of meditate and do um, a practice. I recommend every therapist does a part of a, you know, like that five minute window, ideally we're taking at least between clients that we can, you know, sit and do like a two minute meditation or I have them under my therapy chair as well so that I'm receiving that energy while I'm doing therapy. So absolutely it can, it can help. Does it provide any protection? 
it's going to provide protection from the EMFs and it's going to help. Um, it helps kind of create more positive energy in your body. And so what we know with we don't need energetic boundaries if we have our frequency and our vibration in a place that nothing is going to stick to us. Right. So this would be one of those ways to begin to build up our frequency and our vibration so that anything um, it, that those things aren't going to resonate with us. And so it's not going to get into our field. Oh, well, I just learned something new. That's good. <laughs> That's good. So, that, so for in a different like vibration, then the, we won't necessarily have all those attachments. Right. So energetic boundaries are for when we need them. Right. And, and most okay. empaths starting out. Um, will, you know, usually come in for anxiety or something like that, right? But the energetic boundaries are that initial way to kind of learn how to protect our energy. And eventually over time, right, we don't want to always be armored up. We want to be able to like be more expansive in our energy and we want to be able to be kind of living in a frequency or a vibration that something negative just doesn't attach. It's kind of like if you're in a really great mood and somebody cuts you off in traffic, you're like, eh, oh, well. And if you're in a, already in a heightened state of anxiety or anger and someone cuts you off in traffic, your response is going to be incredibly different. True. Yeah. That makes a lot of sense. Yeah. So that's what I mean by like kind of having that frequency or having your energy be expansive. We don't need as much of those barriers of protection. So how did you learn to make the organite chargers? Because it's just beautiful art. I always feel like I wouldn't even know where to start with something like this. <laughs> Thank you. Actually, I, I started out buying some and I thought, oh my gosh, I could never make these. And then I, I made some and then I started just diving into the the science. I wanted to know like, how is this working? How is this making my vegetables last longer? How, why do I feel so much better? Why can I feel this energy coming off of it? And then started making much um, more powerful and, and, and scientifically based organites than after that. Um, Cause a lot of the ones are just mass produced that you see kind of on Amazon or that kind of thing. But the, if you'll notice a lot of mine there, there's, there's kind of an area where it's just, um, black. And in that is where a lot of the science is. And then I put the crystals kind of on the top or in the layers if it's a pyramid. And and what that is, is I'm including like shungite powders and iron powders and really ground up crystals so that there's more surface area uh, for the resin to be around it and create an increased vibration. So there's just a lot of, and the coppers and the different metals as well. There's just a lot of science behind creating a different effect for for them and making them, I say more powerful because lack of a better word. Yeah. So I guess anybody could learn how to make these. Anyone can learn how to make them. Um, there's, you know, a lot of, a lot of stuff on the internet. There's some books out there about the, you know, more scientific technical side of understanding organite. It's, you know, it's a process that you, you know, you got to have gloves on and a respirator. It's not something you could do in your, in your house. You have to have a studio or a garage and a place that's well ventilated and all of that. Oh, okay. Gotcha. So do you ever teach people how to create energy art? Um, no, I don't. I've had a few people ask me, but it's such a meditative and sacred process for me that it, it's more of something I, I kind of like to do on my own. 
Yeah, because yeah, I imagine that a lot of people would be like, well, how do I start this, <laughs> right? Yeah, I do have people that, you know, will will research a few things and, and ask me questions or um, need help with adjusting their uh, their recipe, and I'll give them some guidance on that, but that's more uh, advanced creators of it. I know you said on your website that you make some custom intuitive creations based on what people may need. I do. Yeah. So what is with that? The, so with the chakrati, I will, um, so part of my intuition is asking each energy setter what, you know, the person needs to know, like where they might be stuck or, or that kind of thing. And, um, I do kind of a very similar process with asking each energy center, what stone or what crystal would support them in healing or, or that would be good for, um, a lot of times people will have me make a custom pyramid and I'll, I'll do kind of a, a reading of all, all of their energy centers, you know, their root, their sacral, solar plexus, heart, throat, third eye crown, and just check in and then create something specifically designed for their energy field and, and the, their healing journey and where they're at. You have such unique offerings. You know, I've never heard of that. I think that's great. Well, that's part of that finding that authentic expression of yourself thing, right? Is just yeah. kind of taking the things that are me and 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 not trying to fit in any box, but just like, okay, this is this is what I can offer. This is what's uniquely me. Yeah, and being your, your authentic you and not letting other people tell you how you're supposed to be. Yes. So uh, based on what we talked about today, is there any different takeaway you could share today? about energy art or if people just want to try to do some, maybe some of the painting. I think creativity is so important and, and being able to find your creative expression, right? Find your art. Everybody has an art form, whether that's writing, poetry is a form of art. Uh, you know, the stuff we were talking about today, the alcohol inks, the watercolors, the acrylics, all of that is forms of art. Journaling can be a form of art. Yoga can be a form of art. Like it's finding that expression of creativity that really works for you and making time for that in your life. Oh, that's great. I appreciate that. Was there anything else you wanted to share today about energy art? Uh, I don't think so, other than I highly recommend um, getting some organite and experiencing it for yourself. That's true. Then you can really tell how you feel with it. Then you can really tell, do that experiential research. Thank you again, Michelle, for coming back on the podcast today. Oh, you're very welcome. Thank you so much, Chris, for having me. And I'm going to have all her links too. If you want to share, do you want to share? Was there other links you wanted to share? I know you did. We did the Facebook one. Uh, yeah. The Lundstrom creations, um, as my, um, art business and then luminous ignis is my intuitive healing business um and you can find my art links from the uh, luminous ignis website and um, then luminous hope is my therapy practice and we'll have all those in the show notes as well so hopefully too if you missed her first episode 43 it was that please go back and listen because i think you will really be enlightened by what she has to say that's why i had her back but thanks again, Michelle. I appreciate it. Thank you. And thanks again to my listeners for tuning in today. And remember to come join my Facebook group, the Holistic Counseling and Self-Care Group, where you'll gain support, connection, and more resources 
on adding holistic practices prof professionally and personally. And don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review wherever you get your podcasts. This is Chris McDonald sending each one of you much light and love. Until next time, take care. Thanks for listening to the Holistic Counseling Podcast. Ready to engage with other holistic counselors? Head on over to my Facebook group, the Holistic Counseling and Self-Care Group, where you'll be able to connect with other holistic counselors just like you. You'll also gain invaluable resources on holistic practices daily and connect with others in a fun, drama-free environment. Remember to tune in next Wednesday for another episode. This podcast is designed to provide accurate and authoritative information in regards to the subject matter covered. It is given with the understanding that neither the host, the publisher, or the guests are rendering legal, accounting, clinical, or any other professional information. If you want a professional, you should find one.